Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is happening, everybody? A happy Monday to you all. If this is when you're listening to it, if not, a happy day, whichever day you are listening to it. This is... The opening tea podcast for the Sanderson Farms Championship. A little bit of a different pace this week, thankfully, after a week where the tour headed to the Dominican Republic and let's just say with no shot shot tracker, no PGA Tour Live, wrong scores being inputted, it was a week to forget. Um, also on Sunday I had, you know, Justin Sue top five, Justin Sue top ten, and he just failed totally fell apart. Mackenzie Hughes, I had him to win and He totally fell apart, so pretty much nothing went right for me uh, on Sunday. I guess the only thing that did go right for me was Will Zalatoris getting into the top 10. I bet him on on, uh, a Friday evening, Saturday morning, as the odds were pretty good there. So, um, But I also bet Mateusz Schwab, who didn't do anything. So, you know, I won one, lost one. But there, it it does turn out to be a profit because of the odds. In any case, um, let's go ahead and go right in. This is, again, the opening tee podcast for the Sanderson Farms Championship. First of three Awesome Golf Podcast uh, weekly series that I do. Each one's about 20 minutes long, covering a little bit of a different material to hopefully get you in the best form for your PGA DFS lineups, give you the very best information. Okay, so if this is your first time joining, what I do at the beginning is I go over a foursome of facts. Just my foursome of facts from the week. Could be from the European Tour, could be from the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, could it be from... Just the regular PGA Tour. In fact, most of the time it is from the regular PGA Tour. But let's start off with the European Tour as John Catlin, the American, has now won two in a matter of a few weeks here, playing phenomenal golf, winning the Irish Open against a pretty decent field. Golfers like Shane Lowry were there. Not Nothing spectacular, but still a decent field. And to win twice, it's great. John Jenna Watanand. Finally flashes some form as it was a really tough go of it over here in the States and through those majors, but he gets in the top three, so a, a decent showing for him. Hudson Swafford, uh, obviously he won. If you were paying attention at all this week, you probably already knew that. What's weird, though, is that he kind of looks like Harris English. In fact, for a long while, I actually got those two golfers mixed up, especially when I saw them in person I'd go to the events and little to my knowledge, I didn't even know. I guess this was actually a real thing. I, I was watching uh, Twitter after Swafford won, and Golf Media loved jumping on that. So just thought that was kind of funny there. Uh, okay, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Last note on uh, the Corrales Punta Cana Championship. Mackenzie Hughes, second straight top five, even though he kind of blew it on Sunday. Uh, 
kind of crushed my my hopes and dreams there, but still second straight top five. Will Zalatoris uh, getting a, another getting a top ten, so that gets him another start. And by my odds, he's got 185 FedEx Cup points. Now again, he can't really accumulate them because he's not a member. But as a non-member, he's got 185, which puts them puts him based off of last year's results right around 149. So by my calculation, he needs another solo seventh or a tie for sixth. But 100 more FedEx Cup points that'll get him to the number of 125, which will give him the same status that Will Gordon is under. Um, in fact, he may be pretty close to that Will Gordon status right now. Uh, very, very close to it. So expect to see Will Zalatoris. He is going to get, of course, like I said, another start at the Sanderson Farms upcoming this week. Uh, and then he'll get to the Shriners as well. So two starts needs about 100 points. Uh, so basically that's like two top 25s or one, like I said, uh, solo 7th or T6 or better, so pretty good start going on here. Okay, so let's go on to my statistical review. And of course, if you want all of these statistics each and every week, great time to join Osmo Plus uh, on the PGA side, just eight ninety five for the week. And what's great about that is you're going to get it all the way up until almost the Masters. In fact, pretty sure that it'll give you at least some of the beginning content that we'll have for the Masters coming up there in the early parts of November, so wonderful time, and I know there's a ton of sports going on, but hey, these are when the fields are a little crazy, maybe the variance is a little bit higher, but still plenty of money to be won, there's 200k to first place uh, last week, so uh, I don't suspect that it'll be much different coming out this week, as most of the contest filled, so we will uh, wait and see, normally, you know, I'm doing this, uh, as you guys know, most of the time on Sunday evening, um... Monday morning, sometimes uh, today it is Sunday evening, and they haven't posted the contest yet. I was maybe stuttering there a little bit to try and go in and see. Okay, let's go to the statistical review, which I only have the age-old statistics. I don't have strokes gained. We've probably said that enough now for you guys to understand it. But let's talk about driving distance and see where golfers finished, see if it was more towards the accuracy or distance. We had Ryan Brem lead in driving distance. Then Tyler McCumber came in second. He also came in second in driving distance. Luke List, another top 10 from him. Will Zalatoris, another top 10 from him. we got Scott Brown, Pat Rogers, Sam Burns, Keith Mitchell, Willie Pomeral, Christopher Ventura, Stephen Stallings Jr., Joseph Bramlett, and Hudson Swafford. So certainly uh, a lot of correlation to the top of the leaderboard there on driving distance. On driving accuracy, Danny McCarthy, David Hearn, Rob Oppenheim, Tyler McCumber, Kramer Hickok, Sam Burns, Jung Kim, James Hahn, Sean O'Hare, Henrik Stenson, Peter Malnati, and Tim Wilkinson. So, more correlation towards the driving distance on the top of the leaderboard, but I think if you average out the top tens, uh, I'm sorry, if you average out the finish between the top ten of those two categories, it actually comes out to be quite similar, um, but I would say more top tens still with the driving distance. Okay, let's head into the greens and regulation. David Hearn led it. Dan Tyler McCumber, man, he must have had a great ball striking week. If we had strokes gained, I'm sure we'd see that. The fact that he was top 10 or top 5 at accuracy and distance, plus number 2 in greens and regulation. Yeah, definitely. Matthew Neesmith, Camp Percy, Alex Smalley, Kelly Kraft, Sam Burns, Joseph Bramlett, uh, Will Zalatoris, Emiliano Grillo, and Jo Hyung Kim. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I stuttered there. I just lost my place for a second. 
So, again, two good starts for Joe Hyun Kim there. Will Zalatoris also ball striking looked pretty good again. Putting, who relied on their putts uh, on the green, or at least what we think relied on their putting? It's putts per GIR. On Raban Lahiri, he wrote his putter to another start. George McNeil, Matt Jones, Ryan Gibson, Hudson Swafford, Pat Perez, Mackenzie Hughes. No surprise to see him there. Nate Lashley getting into the mix as well with the top 10. Adam Long, Zing Zoom Zang. Padraig Harrington, no, Scott Harrington. I'm like, Padraig Harrington played in Ireland. And Patton Kazaka. Okay, so that'll do it for uh, the statistical review. Again, like I said, we should have no problem going back into a full statistical review next week. But still, some at least golfers to keep an eye out for, especially ones that are hitting a lot of greens. Maybe a little bit more on the accuracy side this week. But we'll talk about that here in just a second. First, let's go to a quick little made cut set uh, or missed cut sweat segment. Because we don't have strokes gained and we don't have the actual data on like how far they were, it was really tough to get a ton of content here. But I can tell you that Akshay Bhatia, he came to the sixth hole of par five that was playing very easy on the week seventh hole, excuse me, uh, made par on it, then went to eight, tough little par four, eh, maybe not that tough. He did birdie it, made a 20-footer, and put it on nine, a longer par three onto the back fringe, needing to make the 20-footer to make the cut, and he missed it. Uh, Luca Barrios, the Monday qualifier, he needed even par on the back and bogeyed 18. So he needed uh, needed par on 18. Would have made it. Cage Lee shot 74 on day one, followed up with a 68 on day two, but it was not good enough to make the cut. David Lingmurth, he needed bogey on 18. I'm sorry, needed par on 18, made bogey. Kevin Chappell, same thing. Graham Dillette, tough story here. He shot eight under. He shot 64 on Friday and failed to make the cut, missed by one. And Seamus Bauer bogeyed 18 to miss the cut. Okay, so that wraps up the uh, coverage uh, that I have from last week, some important statistical information. But let's now turn our attention to the country club of uh, Jackson and the Sanderson Farms Championship. Par 72, 7,500 yards for this uh, golf club here. And it's been around for quite some time, and uh, it's not a surprise uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, now, the winning scores have been anywhere between minus 18. That's been the average. It's been minus 18, minus 20, minus 19, minus 21 for like the last five years. This tournament has been around for quite a while. It has sat in this kind of fall circuit spot for quite some time. Been at this golf course though uh, now for I believe it's something like five years or ten years now. Uh, Donald Ross was the original designer, but he didn't really design too much of this part of the golf course. That was done by Mike Gogol and John Fought. Uh, they did the redesign back in I believe it was two thousand and eight. It's got championship Bermuda greens uh, and fairways and rough. The average green size around sixty two hundred square feet puts it eh, relative average on the PGA Tour. Not too many water hazards, seven of them. Bunkers, there's plenty of them, 56 or 50-plus, I should say. Rough length, we're only going to get about two inches. So when I go over this next little bit of information, understand that even though it's only two inches long, there's probably a reason why the winning score gets to minus 21 when we have driving accuracy, which we'll start off with, of being less then 60%. It's coming in at 55.42%. The fairways are hit off the tee here. So we go from Wingfoot, where it was below 50, to Corrales, where it was above 70. Now back down 
to below 60. So a lot of from the rough shot twos. But again, with the winning score being so low and the rough length only being two inches, it really isn't that penal this week. Nothing shows that more than the greens in regulation. 67.54% of the greens were hit in regulation, even though only 55% of the fairways were hit. So it goes to show you how easy these greens are to hit, even from the rough. Now, when you did miss the green, which is, you know, about 32% of the time, you got up and down for par about 60% of the time. That ranks somewhere around 14th easiest on the PGA Tour last year. So not too much of a struggle. And then when you get on the greens, again, pretty average.